give it to him. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. And well, they said, it's happening. And I said, well, that's fine. But I said, what you've got to realize is, is there is a hunger and an inward thirst that brings his presence. Because you're walking in obedience. We're going to talk about that for, for just a minute here today. And if I could title it, I would say, here we are. Because I hear so many people, and seems like rightfully so, over the last month, I've, I hear so many people say, um, we're so excited, we gave our heart to the Lord, and we just got saved, and, and, and them's powerful announcements. I do not want to take away from them as powerful announcements, but still in the s- silence, if I can use that, of that statement, there's a question that they're really saying, now what? See, because I, I told somebody, I said, you know, all that's good, all them people getting saved and all these little hot spots we got going, but now what? Now what? See, there's a place we have to step into discipleship, people, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you don't, you'll, you'll jack them up worse than when you found them. And I'm all good for a move of God, but the thing, it starts right here with us because now is the time that we need to make a focus individually and say, you know what, I'm going to let that word read me in such a way that that mirror is going to come in and I'm going to start mirroring that word. We read the word, but can we let the word read us? Maybe, maybe this is a group. That, I'm looking for a group that's hungry for God. Which group is it here? Which right here? I found a group that's hungry for God. Are you guys hungry for God? Yeah. I'm hungry for God. Okay, we have to want to let the word read us. And sometimes that's ouchy. Do you know that? Sometimes, that's that. sometimes we have to forgive. Woo, you mean we got to forgive people? Oh, my lens, yes. You mean that we got to turn around and read the word? Yes. You mean we may have to fast and pray? Yes. You may we we may have to come together in unity? Oh, heaven forbid. You mean the church can come together in unity? Wow, yes. No matter what the carpet is, seats are, anything, but his presence is here. See, that sort of thing's going to change things. They see, it, it amazes me, even churches today, it amazes me, they focus more on something that's going to go and leave at the gravesite, and they Oh, help me, PC. They don't, even, they don't even focus on what's going to take them right into the throne room. These are tents, ladies and gentlemen, that we're carrying on. I don't care how much dabbly do and how much you dressed it up today. This thing is decaying before us every second and every minute. But there's just something inside of us called the Spirit of the living God. And that's the thing that radiates us where this world out here is hungry. People say, well, I don't want to offend people. You have a world out here that's going to hell that's looking for the truth. Can we we tell them, even in the midst of everything, can we tell them the truth of what Jesus really does? He sets you free. But it starts with us, ladies and gentlemen. We can't read the word and buffet the word to what we want it to say. I'm highly concerned about these hot spots I see coming up and thank God for them. But now what? We have thousands and thousands and thousands. I I talked to a guy the other day, said he stood eight hours out there and finally didn't get in. I think you went down there, Dina. And then they said some of the younger people they're letting in there, there's one going on in Texas, and that's fine. And everybody said, oh, that's real good. Well, let me tell you something. I can go to a basketball game and get feelings. I can go to the movies and get feelings. But what I need is I need a spiritual experience with the great I am. Amen. Okay? So now we got people saying, I got saved. I feel a move. I feel this. I feel that. That's awesome. Now what? 
Now what? Because see, we say, well, you need salvation. You do need salvation, but you know what? You can't stay there and grow. You have to grow in the Word. And we have lukewarm and made everything so small anymore. We just want to come in and kissy-kissy people. And the thing is, it's, it's just... It, I was telling Pastor Roger this the other day when we was talking. I said, you, you can be the suit bean pastor that everybody wants you. You can be a soldier builder, but you can't be both. You can't be both. Thad Smith back there tell you the guy that you dislike the most is your, is your drill sergeant. But he's the guy that when it's all said and done that you love the most. Isn't that right, brother? Because he tells you how to get out of the midst of hell and come up still standing. It's not some guy I went and ate a cheeseburger with. Not some guy I went out to dinner with. It's not some guy I go shopping with. Because when hell hits, they're over in the corner saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But when you've had that word and that word's read, you, you get beside me and you lock arms and say, come on, brother, we got this, let's go. That's where we're at today in society, ladies and gentlemen. There is... There is, you want to know how designed God is? Little sidebar note, no, I'm not a BB in the barrel, Alvin. I'm not going off on a side trip. I'm, I'm, I'll come back to you, okay? But if you look at just, just the outline of Jerusalem, it is the 21st letter design in the, in the uh, alphabet. Do you know what that letter would be by chance? No? But anyway, it means God. It's the shape of the Hebraic letter in the 21st alphabet of the Hebraic alphabet, and it means God. God literally put His name on His own thing. So if we're made in His image, how much more is our imprint of us of Him? In 3 John 2, Paul refers to his elder Gaius. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosperest, and be in health even as thou so prosperest. Now, a lot of people read over that, but just the name Gaius by itself is powerful because in the Hebrew, his name means earthly man. In the Greek, it means to rejoice. So he said, earthly man rejoice above all things that thou may prosper. Now that prosperous word there carries another powerful thing in the Greek because it means have a success on the journey. So he says, earthly man above all things, have success on this journey called life. And what it means to reflect the DNA of me to a world that is lost and dying and hurting and broken. How many of you need your family saved? How many need your community saved? How many of you need this world changed? Every hand ought to go up here. And who's it going to go and happen through? Me and you. Me and you. If you came in today because Sunday morning is what you do, if you came in because you wanted three songs and a poem, if you came in because you wanted a little a message to pump you up, you probably stopped at the wrong place because I'm not doing that today. I'm going to tell you today, and I'm talking to myself, how each one of us need to say, Lord, let the Word read me. I don't want to do anything that you don't want me to do. I want to be the vessel that you want me to be, and I want you to flow through me that you get the honor and the glory, but I want to be an atmosphere changer in my generation. Amen? Amen. 
Can you do that on your workforce? Absolutely. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. He is not the one that, uh, God is the one that opens and shuts doors for you. So don't be scared about that boss up there that says CEO on it. When I switched railroads one time, they told me, they said, you got to give me a two-week notice before you leave. I said, would you have called me in two weeks before you uh, fired me? He said, no. I said, well, then I fired you today and I just hired them. See, they don't like that when you play them games on them. But the thing was, I wasn't going to let his position intimidate me because I knew what God had told me to do. When I went to that railroad, I went over there, and you know what? Two, six months later, he put me in the path of a guy, and, and one night, right out in the middle of I can't even tell you where, we knelt down and he gave his heart to the Lord. Six months later in a boating accident, he lost his life. See, God has divine appointments, ladies and gentlemen, if we'll do. Sometimes the journey we don't understand, but you know what? I'm going to let that book read me in such a way that I know the one that's got the map. See, a lot of people said, well, I don't go that way. I remember, um, Janelle, you would remember who it was if I'd ask you, but um, a ministry was at one time, and they was going to go on a plane, and the pastor had never been on that plane before. This honest God's truth. And they wouldn't let him go to the bathroom at the airport. They wouldn't let him go. Remember that? They wouldn't let him go to the bathroom at the airport because they afraid they'd get him in the bathroom. He'd grab a hold of something. They wouldn't get him back out there and get him on the plane. So they put two guys beside him, and he says, I got to go to the bathroom. They said, they got one on the plane. He said, I got to go back. I said, you can get on the plane. He said, I'm afraid if I let him loose, he'd get in there. I wouldn't get him out of there. Now, what am I trying to make my point? My point is he was getting ready to go to a level that he'd never been at before, and he was frightened because he had never left the thrust of gravity before. But the two beside him had done it many times. Sometimes God will put people in our path that takes us on a spiritual journey that we're not. I've never walked this way before, but somebody say, come on, buddy, I have. Come on, come on. Don't let it fear you. Come on, let God grow you in this. There's something about elevation to elevation to elevation in the Word of God. That's what he was trying to tell his, his elder here today. He said, rejoice. Even here today on this journey, even in this house and even watching online, we have the unsaved in here. We have the compromised. We have the disobedient. We even have saved. We have discouraged. And we have saved people in here that's seeking more of an increase of God in their life. Every one of them sitting in here and watching on the airwaves today. The church today, if there ever was a period in changing composition it is in today's times, ladies and gentlemen. Meaning the church in a whole must have, must have, and they do. Sadly, they have altered the truth in such a way. Hebrews 8, 1 and 6, we'll go to that for just a moment, Jace. I think I give that to you. Read your translation up there, and it says, Now, this is the main point of the things that we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord, not man, set up. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this priest also have something to offer. To offer for he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. 
They serve in sanctuary that is an example and a shadow of the heavenly one. As Moses was instructed by God when he was about to make the tabernacle, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he's obtained a more excellent ministry because he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. What you have right here, just not going through a lot of history right here, but what you have right here, uh, and, and many seek things to do, many seek uh, better ways in this way and my way, but there's only one way. It's called Yahweh. Can you say amen? amen. But even, even though he was omnipresent and he's everything, what you have right here in this thing right here is you have the conflict of Christiana and, and, and Judaism trying to come together. What they're saying is, I, 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 believe, that, I believe that God is this. I, I believe that Jesus is this. I believe it. But see, Judaism didn't, didn't want to take Jesus into the fullness of who he was. He, he was a teacher. He was a prophet. But I don't know about the Messiah. Now, come on. And, and see, a lot of people sitting in churches today say, I believe in God. Uh, I believe he died, and I, I believe he rose again. Well, let me, let me just help you out, ladies and gentlemen. So does the demons. So does the demons. So just saying, I believe in Jesus, just saying, I believe he died, just say that I believe he rose again, that does not make you any higher than the demons standing around you. But what changes the situation is when you say, He is my Savior, He is my Lord, He is my keeper, He is the way, He is my truth, and He is my life. Here I am, Lord. Here, take this carnality and use it and mold it and make it into you. That's when we start having an atmosphere change, ladies and gentlemen. But sadly, across the churches today, we have, we have sought just the, the last, just like they did right here in Judaism. We always want to bring, well, I think the church needs to bring this in. I think we need to do this. I think we need to do this. Let me tell you something. The anointing of God is what breaks everything in your life. And it's because you allow the presence of God, Jesus, to come into your atmosphere. But it only comes, ladies and gentlemen, when we say, Lord, here I am, broken. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Take me. Use me. And flow through me. They was trying to, they was trying to validate why they needed to do what they do. But let me tell you, there's only one word in here, and it's the Word of God. Stay with me just for a minute, because... We need to understand something right here that many have never thought about. I was reading this last night, and if you really want to understand why it's so apparent that we understand where our position is in the kingdom of God, we got to understand this right here. God surrendered his right to act independently in our life. Let me say that one, to you one more time. God has surrendered the right to act independently in our life. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Because Genesis 1.26 says, Let us make man in our image and let him have dominion. So there is a if there. God will not work outside of his word. Who's hungry for a move of God in their life? I just don't want you to put your hand up because your neighbor did. Who's hungry for a move of God in their life and say, God, no matter what it costs me, I'm going to hang on to your garment. No matter what. No matter what. Okay, remember you held your hand up because we're going we're to do something about that later on. Because sin 126, he said, let us make man in our image and let him have dominion. So right there, he chose to, to transfer that over. But look at this right here. He also tells you in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, will turn from wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins. Then I will heal their lands. He has got us into a conditional thing, ladies and gentlemen. We thank God, won't you do this? God says, I have an order. Remember we talked last few weeks ago about, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that word world means order. God says, I have an order. But it's a, it's a little word called if. It's a continuous word. Isn't that right, Pastor? It's a continuous word. If. If you will humble yourself. If you will pray. If you will seek my face. I think what they're doing down there in Kentucky is wonderful. I think what they're doing over all the other places I see, I, I, I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. But let me tell you, there's a comma there, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to have to build on top of that or they're going to be in trouble. I pray they've got enough pastors down there that's got enough savvy in them that says, look, we got something here bigger than we expected, and we need to learn how to start building soldiers up here right now. Singing kubaya and going out and eating bean dinner is going to mess that place up. Why am I telling you that? What I'm telling you is because if we seek his face, Solomon County, if we hunger for his presence, Solomon County, if we hunger for him, that can be here. But are we ready to take the influx of what God's going to send? I heard Rod Parsley say something one time. I think when we was over there. He said this. He said, if you got 50 or 200 people, you either got a group that you can grow or a group that you can destroy, and it's up to you. And it's up to you. Meaning, individually, we have to have a desire to say, God, not my way, but Yahweh. Can we do that today? Ladies and gentlemen, okay, let's go down here just a little bit further. Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and I will give you the desires of your heart. How many times I have seen so many people quote that scripture that says, God will give you the desires of your heart. Let me tell you how that is. You have to go back to Genesis 1, 26, where he surrendered the right to independently act in your life. And when he says, I will make you in my image, and I will give you the dominion over the earth, then he steps in and he says, I will put my desire in your heart when you seek my face, and then that's the desire that I will give you because now you're wanting the things of me. That's what that verse means. It's not because you, well, God says he gives you desires. The desires of the heart is when you seek his face, when you turn, when you humble, when. Then he said, then I will pour that desire into your heart, and when you seek after that desire, that is when I will feel that desire. Because those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall what? Be filled. There's something when we seek and hunger for his presence, ladies and gentlemen, above everything else. I can do without this, I can do without this, I can do without this, but I can't do without you. As much as Jay loves refereeing, as much as he loves everything, if he said, Jay, I need you to choose you, the referee or me, he said, you can have the refereeing. But I've got to have you, Jesus. If I don't have you, I don't have nothing. See, that's okay to have things in our life, but he needs to be number one, ladies and gentlemen. He needs to be number one. Last night I got in, I wanted to watch something on television, and the Lord said, no, I want you to go back to the office, and I want you to spend time with me. Now, see, I had an if there in my life. 
Was I going to set and feed to the carnal? Was I going to go back and turn it off and do to him? No, I went back there because you know what? I want me and him to be number uno. Do I get it right? No. Do you get it right? No. But if you humble and seek his face and turn, he said, I will heal the land around you. Because when you're doing that, that's when the desires of your heart comes up. Because now you're back into the thing. What did we talk about two Sunday nights ago? He said, so a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as not heaven. That's the desire he's putting in your heart. So you can bring heaven down to earth. So people can see the fullness of really who the kingdom is. Information needs to become revelation. We have a, a lot of self-help stuff going on out there today, and there's nothing wrong with it. We're talking here. But the thing is, we need the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I don't want information. I want revelation. Can you say amen to me? Come on. The American, uh, uh, I seen this the other night, and I thought it was interesting. I'm a statistics guy if you get around me very much. And, but uh, the American Culture and Faith Institution they did a survey across the land here a while back, and they asked churches two questions. The two questions they asked was this right here. Did Jesus live a sinful life here on earth? Did he live a sinful life here on earth? And the next question they asked, is the devil real, or we have we just figuratively made him up? Then was the two questions uh, that the American Culture and Faith Institute asked. 70% of the churches asked replied that they would not answer, that they wanted to stay in just a simple doctrine and, and be comfortable in that, so they would not answer. So overall, roughly, that left around 100,000 churches to come out of this survey. And in that group, they was asked this right here. Would you preach and teach Jesus led a sinful life, and will you preach and teach that the devil is real? Out of that 100,000 churches, only 2% stated that they would preach the fullness of the Word of God to their congregation. They said, because we want to be a loving, listen to me ladies and gentlemen, a loving church with open doors for everyone. It's called the Antichrist, ladies and gentlemen. It's called watering down the Word. The Word loves, but the, love, but the Word corrects. I see so many churches say, why don't you guys bring this in? Why don't you guys bring that in? Why don't you guys bring that in? You know why? If the Holy Spirit says to do it, I'm sure this church will do it. But until the Holy Spirit says do it, it's not going to happen. Because he's the author and finisher of what? Your faith. What is faith? Confidence and assurance. 2 Kings 6, 15 and 16. We're going to go to it for just a moment here. Let me set up the stage right here for you just a minute. To what, where we're at and what we're going and I'm going to try not to read it off the board Jason but I may have to if I don't get over there here we are I want you to just realize what's going on here in chapter 6 so you understand where, where we're at right here Elijah had, had a school it was a school of prophets in the first right there and, and he said they was talking and they was really when it says a dwelling place there in the front there, I, I think how it reads right there, it says, Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, 
the place where we are living with you is too small for us. So that place living right there actually comes from a word means set before. So what it means right here is they was growing. And so, and how many of you know growth is good? Can you say amen? Growth is good. So he said there's good. So he said, we're going to go down. He told them to get together. So in unity, they went down, and they went down by the Jordan Valley around a wooded area. And Elisha instructed them if they would work together in unity, they could increase what God was blessing them with. How many of you know we need to have unity? Huh? 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 You know that song, We Are Family? I ain't going to take off on it. But we are family. And unity, we may have disagreements, but the thing is our vision needs to be the same, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? For him to grow, for him to come out, for him to have the way. Come on, hallelujah. If nothing else, I want this in your spirit. I don't want my way, but Yahweh. If you can't think of nothing else, just think about that. So anyway, he took him down there. If you go down through there, you get on down through a little bit further. And uh, one of the students had borrowed an axe head. And, and, and you know all the story on that right there. And, and he lost the axe head. And, 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 and Elijah got it to come up. And, and, and that's all. And if you go on down through a little bit, you, you need to understand this right here. You cannot have an impossible in the natural without you having a miracle in the spiritual. Okay, let me say it to you one more time. You cannot have an impossible in the natural without you having a miracle in the spiritual. There's something about when you get to the place where you don't know what to do and you cry out to a holy God, that's when the anointing shows up. If my people will humble themselves, if my people will seek my face, if my people will pray, then I will come, then I will heal their land, then I will show up. He's an on-time God. Can you say yes, ladies and gentlemen? Come on, hallelujah. So now we're down here right here, and, and Elijah was receiving revelation from God. And the king of Syria thought someone of his household uh, was revealing to Israel about the tax before. And, and let me tell you what, when you're in tune with God's newspaper, he tells you what's on the headline list. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't have to go to CEN or MyN or anything. I can go right to the throne room. And he says, let me tell you. Get your umbrella out, buddy. I was anointed spit there. But, but the thing is right here is that's where Elijah is. So now we walk in and, 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 he, and, he's, got, and he's got his people right there. Now this is where we walk in to 15, 16, and 17. We've come a, short, a long way to go a short distance here. So now um, uh, so the king of Syria is mad in any way. And so he's trying to send uh, intimidation around him and he's trying to circle him and, 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 he, and he's trying to make him fearful. And so right here it says... When a servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, a force surrounded the city, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what will we do? And he said, Do not be afraid, for there are more with us than with them. Then Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots and far surrounding him. I don't know where you're at today, but you need to understand this. Faith will always see what has not been manifested, but fear will always stop what surround the promises of the Word of God. Let me say it to you one more time. Faith will always see what has not been manifested, but fear will always stop what surrounds the Word of God. I don't know about you, but sometimes... Just like right there, we need to say, Lord, let me see beyond the hill. 
Can you say that just a minute? Let me see beyond the hill, Lord. Hallelujah. We've went through a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen, especially the last four months in this church. And everybody's wondering, what are we going to do? How are we going to do? You need to do just like that. He's no respecter of person. You need to say, Lord, let me see beyond the hills. Let me say, come on, say that with me. Say, Lord, let me see beyond the hills. See, if you'll look out and let him show you the spiritual thing, you'll have a direct line where he'll say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. See, everybody's looking for the next uh, Joshua, but let me tell you, that's not a person, ladies and gentlemen. That is a moving of spirit that's coming up on a generation. That's a moving of spirit. It, that's not an individual. Everybody says, well, I'm waiting for that Joshua. Well, you're going to wait till doomsday because that's not a person. That is a move of the Spirit of God that's coming upon things. So you go over to John, chapter John. You've all, you've all seen this right here. John chapter 8. I'm telling you right now, if you've got your crock pot on slow, it's still doing good. Don't worry about it. I can smell the baked beans from here. We're good. We're doing good. We've got to understand right here, set this up right here. He said, then Jesus said to the Jews which believed in him, so they had revelation, they believed in him. He said, if you continue in my word, so there's something about hunger and thirsting for the word, then are you my disciples indeed, which meaning, let my word teach you, so you're teachable. You say it in there, go to the next one right there. And you shall know the truth, you all know, and the truth shall make you free. Now go to 33 right there. And they answered him, but we are Abraham's seed, and... We never were in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you know me? They, all they knew was bondage. Hang on a minute, ladies and gentlemen. He wasn't talking to lost people here. He was talking to a saved congregation here. And he was trying to tell them, you don't understand, but you have got yourself in a place that you don't know what the truth truly means to set you free. Because you have been in bondage so long that it has become second nature to you that it's became a handicap and you don't even realize it. Is anybody awake in here? I got some You awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? Okay, okay. See, there's things when we do through this thing called life, if we're not careful, it puts images in our mind. And them images in our mind becomes deficits in our spiritual walk. You may went through a bad divorce. Now, this ain't digging your past up. This is exposing the devil because the Bible says, if you'll take the word of God and let it be a mirror into your life and let the word read you that he said, I will deliver you because the anointing delivers. You ain't up here telling a bunch of people anything. You're saying, God, I choose today to let you have all of me. All of me. See, I like that song. I, I looked it up. I was going to play it, but I'm going to change it. But, but I like that song that says, Honey in the rock, there's water in the stone. You Everybody know that song? Honey in the rock, water in the Well, you know, there, there, there's something about that because honey, there's something about honey because there's nutrients in honey. 
And there's something about the taste of the Word of God. See, He alone is my rock, and He's my salvation. He's my fortress, and I will not be shaken. And water cleanses, and water refreshes, and the springs of the living water. See, Jesus is the living stone rejected by the men but chosen by God. So there is honey. There is honey. Hallelujah. In the rock and water in the stone. Can you put that thing up there just now for a minute? Now, this is, I told Jace, this is an open book test. Y'all going to make 100 on this today, okay? I actually sat by a guy one time and flunked an open book test. Can you believe that? He was in the wrong chapter. Ding! Slide note. Okay, squirrel. Here we go. When do we need faith? There's the answer, ladies and gentlemen. When do we need our... When do we need the presence of God in our life? Now, come on, if, open book test, come on. If y'all don't get this, we're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen, okay? When does God want to deliver you? When do we need to seek His face? When do we need to humble ourselves? So many times, ladies and gentlemen, this is the way the adversary does. We have let images in our mind. I don't care if you're a prayer warrior, intercessor, prayer, pastor, freshly saved, not saved. Every category this hits. And I have found out this right here. Most people that act strongest in their spiritual walk are the most insecure. The one that's got their Bible and always got a word and always does this and always does that, probably the most insecure people they are. Ain't that right? Huh? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. It's the one that sits there and just sits there and looks at you. That's the one that's got it all together. You know why? Because they know what this is. And the reason we're going here today is this right here. Because there's many times when the adversary tries to build the soldier in you and tries to send the equipment for you that that devil knows how to get that thing to come up. And that's when we become intimidated. That's when we become, uh, well, it just hurts our feelings. And there wasn't sin in a hurtful way. We're coming to a time, and we're here right now, ladies and gentlemen, and I hate to say it's because where we live, but we haven't seen the fullness of what's outside these doors. But I want to tell you what, there is a thirst and a hunger for a move of God that I guarantee you this region has never saw before. But it's going to take us being 100% in. Not 50, not 60, not 70, not 80, but 100% in. And it's going to take sometimes with tears and snot, can I say snot? Yeah, snot running down our face and saying, Lord, I'm broken and I'm hurt. I've masked this for so long. Lord, you don't know how. See, we, we, we've let divorce. We, we, we've let school. We've let jobs. We, sometimes it's just, it's just life. And we don't think it bothers us, but I want to tell you what. You let something even in a spiritual way come at that area and the devil has a way of bringing that area up in such a way that he'll make you a handicap in your growth and you'll blame everybody else why things don't work out.
Now is the time. Can you come up a minute, PC, and do that right there, Grace? You want to tag with him? I'm going to have him come up. Just play real soft here if you would. I could go on. But I want you to understand this right here. I want to read it again. God surrendered his right to act independently in our life, according to Genesis 1.26. Now let me bring that down to you real, 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 real thing. You'd say, well, I'm waiting on God. When's God going to show up? When's God going to do this? God will only do what his word says he can do. And his word says, I have given you dominion. I have given you the right. I have given you this. So now you have to go back over and you have to tie in that word right here. You have to tie in the second Chronicles 7, 14 because that's a continuance of his presence. If my people will call on my name, if they will humble themselves, if they will pray, if they will seek my face, if they will turn from their wicked way, then I will come from heaven. Then I will heal their land. Then I will forgive their sins. Well, I don't like that, preacher. I didn't write the book. What he's saying is, I have a way, it's Yahweh, it's my way, and the time is now. I want to feast with you. I want to dine with you. I want to love with you. But do you want to do it with me? Stand just a minute for me. Hallelujah. Stand for just a moment. Hallelujah. Stand. Well, I'm embarrassed. I don't care. You want me to tell you why most people has addictions with pornography? Is because of that right there. Because he's saying the truth will set you free. I'm saved. He was talking to saved people. But what he's trying to say is if you'll let me in that closet... If you let me in that thing that you've tried to shield and tried to manifest so much of why oh, I'm giving it to God, you're not giving it to God. You're trying to mask it so nobody will find out what's going on. But one of these days, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I don't care if it's lying, gossip, pornography, cheating. I don't care what it is. There's going to be a day that God quits sending you invitations and he'll start telling you stuff openly. And that is a dangerous place to be. Me and him have seen it many a times. Oh, he don't do stuff like that. I was at a meeting one time in a conference, and the guy's preaching, and he stopped, and he said, you need to quit sleeping with that man's wife. And they was on staff of the church. They all hit the altar and started bawling. God had been dealing with them for weeks and months. But they just kept pushing it aside. We've got this. We've got this. We're under control. God says, no, you're not. I'm trying to get the truth to set you free. Amen. But you keep pushing me because you're so spiritual, because you do this or so you're that. And I'm telling you, that's the first downfall of the Satan's trap to get the church to fall today. Because he says the first thing out right here in 2 Corinthians, the continuous, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And what that means is, Daddy, I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to come to you because your way is the Yahweh that I need in my life. Bow your head a minute. Bow your head. 
Are you guys still rolling back there? Are they typing in to you? Okay. If you're online, I want you to type in right now. And I want you to tell them I need prayer. I need prayer. If you want to put on there what it's for, that's up to you. But said, I need prayer, and I need to get delivered right now today. I don't need to know what it is, but I want you to put on there and want prayer. And if you haven't asked Jesus into your life, I want you right now to look at me right now and say, Lord, I need you into my life, and I'm a sinner, and I want you to be my Savior today. And type in back there and say, I just gave my heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you right now to start typing in back there. Now, I want you to bow your heads right now with me for just a moment, then we're going to go on. But I want you to know for, without a shadow of a doubt, hey, what would you do if I told you that at 720 tonight, God is calling the church home? Well, you don't know that. No, and you don't neither. He said, I will come in an hour that you think not. Now, I want to know right now, because I want you to know, now is the time. Keep your heads bowed a minute. Lord, I'm tired of playing games. Lord, I'm tired of acting this way. I'm tired of acting this way. Lord, I'm tired of doing things. I need to get things right because you know what? My family, my life depends, but more importantly, I depend on my relationship with you. I'm tired of just saying, I believe in this and I believe in that. So does the day. I want to know today that I know for sure that you're my everything. If you say, you know what? I need to know Jesus is my Lord and say, raise your hand, take it right back down. Up and down, 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 up and down. I need to say one, two, three, four. Okay, four. Okay, let me tell you right here. We're going to do this right here in a minute. Listen to me. Say, Father, say it with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need you into my heart. And I need you to forgive me of my sins. And starting right now, the truth of your word is going to set me free. Today is now day and I'm going to let you come into my heart and make me who you've called me to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you what. PC? Who's PC? I call him PC. He knows that. Okay. Okay. PC's going to play here in a minute. And this is what's going to happen. How many of you can say, you know what? I've let things come into my heart that's been a deficit to me in my walk in my life. How many can say, I need to let God have some junk in my trunk? Can you raise your hand on that? i got to let God have some junk in my trunk. Okay? Hallelujah. He's going to start playing, and I want you to come up. You're going to hand me the mic. No. You're going to tell everybody, no. What am I going to do? I'm going to go right back down here to what he said to do in 2 Corinthians, the instruction, the manual. He said, if my people who are called by my name, who's called by his name? Every hand needs to go up in here. Who's called by my name? Okay. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will answer. Then I will heal. Then I will show up. When is the time, ladies and gentlemen? Now. It's open book test, sweetheart. Now is the time. Hallelujah. No, it's just you and God. But one of these days, I like to say this, it's going to be you, God, in the videotape. Because one of these days, he's going to roll back everything, every decision, every time that we ever had. Then, you know what, game's over then because we're out of time. And he's going to say, why didn't you do this? How come you did this? Why did you do this? How come you did that? Did you ever wonder what it means when it says you have a new name written in glory and you'll be known down here as you're known up there? Did you ever wonder about that? Boom, maybe I don't know. PC, maybe my name goes. But I always wonder, what would your name be? Faithful? Come on. Courageous? 
Trustworthy, what will your name be? Relationship, what will your name be? What do you want your name to be? See, there's a difference between seeking a title and seeking his presence. Ooh, oh, man, I shouldn't probably say that, Jeff. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I got family member that if they don't make a decision, they're going to go to hell. They're going to split hell wide open. And I want to tell you what, I would soon my life mirrored his life in such a way that maybe I didn't get a witness to him, but the walk of my witness made them want to search somebody out to let them know about a risen Savior. Amen? Okay, we're going to open the altars up. It's one-on-one with you and God, okay? If you want prayer, you grab a hold of me or one of the prayer warriors, but it's one-on-one on God. It's time to get real with God, guys, okay? Let him have it. Let him have it. Okay, Pastor, let's get real. Whew. I searched the world It couldn't feel me Man's empty praise Treasure faith Never enough You came along Put me back together Every desire now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. But there's nothing, nothing is better than you. I'm not afraid Show you my weakness For failures and flaws Lord, you've seen them all You still call me friend Cause God of mountain Is a God of the valley there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing, nothing is better than you.
Nothing is better than 